0: Hello, and welcome to the Phi School Podcast. I'm Jared, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to our very first show. In today's episode, my co-host Russell and I discuss the power of learning and how important a growth mindset is to personal finance. Before we get started though, just a quick disclaimer. I'm a member of the U.S. military, and all thoughts and opinions shared in the show are solely my own and do not reflect that of the U.S. Air Force or the federal government. Additionally, this show is for entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for any legal or financial advice. Be sure to speak to a certified professional before making any financial decisions. All right, with that being said, let's get to it. Russell, cue our dope intro music. All right, class, listen up. This isn't your regular public school education. Here, we discuss the money topics you should have been taught in school, but weren't. Join a community of people who are taking their lives into their own hands. Learn about financial independence so that you can design the life of your dreams. You're listening to the Phi School. Let's build a life worth running to. So, uh, hello everyone, welcome back. Uh, we are pretty excited today. We wanted to talk a little bit about like why it why we should be learning anything really like why should you use your your free time when you're you're not in classes at school when you're not at work why should you be using some of your free time to learn about whether it's about money or about your life or about um, productivity or about anything like what's the purpose of this whole like self-development space in general Um, and what what does, what does that serve us? Why should anyone pursue that? And I wanted to, we wanted to talk a little bit about what financial independence is really like, what does that, what does that even mean? A lot of people are like, oh dude, you know, so-and-so they're, they're trying to pursue financial independence, retire early, this FIRE community or, or whatever. Um, and it's, you know, it kind of seems like a, a hoax or something like that. But the, the truth is like financial independence is just creating or pursuing financial independence is just creating a financial plan for the rest of your life. You know, a lot of people talk about wanting to get a raise at their next job. Hopefully they can start making a, you know, making 90k a year or something like that. And that's, that's what they're hoping to get out of their degree and whatnot. And we, we talk a lot about earning money, but we don't necessarily talk a whole lot about building and preserving wealth and then drawing down on that wealth over time. And you know, the truth is I, I want to have enough money for my family for the rest of our lives, you know, until, until the day that we die and get buried six feet under, I want to make sure that everyone's taken care of and that we're not, we're not just barely scraping by. And so our pursuit of financial independence is really centered around that. It's around setting up a strategy to make sure that there's enough money to last the rest of our lives. So what, what do you think about that?
1: I, I love that. And I think it's this idea of some people see money as something okay how far can i make a little bit go some people see it there's a lot of different ways to look at it um, but it shouldn't be a limiting factor or a stressor or something on the daily that you're constantly worried about and it should be this tool that you're able to plan for to utilize to let you access all of the things that you want in life you know okay so you want to be able to go on some trips you want to go travel the world well if you're willing to put in implement like a budget or save or, or get out specific credit cards to start racking up reward points or whatever, and start planning for the future, then pretty soon, sooner than you'd really ever expect, you're going to be able to do those things. Um, Whereas if you kept living day by day by day, you're going to be spending all the excess without ever even noticing it. And so like you said, I think a lot of times this financial independence. It seems like this big, crazy uh-oh, like crazy lifestyle, whatever. But honestly, what it is, is it's allowing you to live the lifestyle that you actually want to. That dream that if you could write out exactly what you wanted in life, what was most important to you, what would be successful to you, what would be fulfilling, where do you wanna go, the things you wanna see, all those things. You make a list of that and you make a plan to get there is really at its bare bones simplest definition what it is. and. That's incredibly ennobling, incredibly exciting, incredibly like that's what gets me pumped about it. Is I have all these things I want to do in life, all these cool places I want to see, all this difference, this positive impact that I want to make. Financial independence is the car that's going to get me there, you know. And so, that's kind of my thoughts on it. Does that kind of fit with what you're thinking?
0: Yeah, Uh, the other, you know, the other day when we were we were recording. You were talking about this marathon that you were training for, right? Um, and like most people, uh, train for the marathons, half marathons, or whatever that they're running for. Like they're they're putting in a training plan so that they can do this thing. Um, and people should not try to learn from my experience of not training for um, a marathon and just going at it. it. was it was a horrible idea. Like you you put in uh, a plan and and steps along the way, like you have it outlined, so so that when you run the marathon you're not killing yourself in the process, right? The objective is just to create a plan. You do that if you own a business, you create study plans when you're in school, when you're in your high school, when you're in college, when you're, you know, you go to practice every week, if you play soccer or any sport, like you go and you practice and you train and there's like a whole schedule. And that's like, it's, it's this entire program. That is trying to get you to a certain goal. That you know, coaches set up programs for their student or for their athletes so that they can win the championship, so that they can improve individually in all of their, you know, the different facets of of their sport. Like that's that's what the purpose of these programs are. And it's so crazy to me that we don't think about money in the same way right? Money is an, is an aspect of our lives. That's really important, right? If we want to get in shape, we start eating a little bit better. We start exercising, right? But we look at our finances and we're scared to talk about them. We're scared to even look at what our finances even look like. And we don't realize that we're not setting ourselves up to pursue the things that we really, really want to do with our, in our lives in general. And so if you, if you think about just setting a plan and then pursuing it, like That's, it's kind of a no brainer. Like no one would argue that that is a bad way to try and get to where you want to be. No one would argue that diet and exercise is a, a bad way to try and, you know, lose some weight or get healthier. Like no one would argue that whatsoever. But when it comes to finances, dude, tons of people are just like, no money, just money just comes and goes. Like we just, we should be free with our money. If we have it cool, we'd spend it on things. And if we don't have it, then we don't spend it on things. And like it it might work, it might get you through today, but that doesn't mean it's going to get you through tomorrow. And talking about this idea of dependence, independence, right? What's the alternative to being financially independent, right? Let's break it down. Like financial independence is that you are not dependent on someone else for your finances. And of course, there are certain dependencies that are kind of built into it, like using money, you know, government institutions, like some of those things are, we are dependent on those. And the only alternative to that is to go live in the woods somewhere like, you know, off grid. And like, if that's the life you want to live, go for it. But otherwise, you are dependent, the alternatives to financial independence are that you are dependent on your employer, for your life, your livelihood, right? To the travel to go see your kids, to travel to go see your parents, the the gas you put in your car, that's all dependent on your employer paying you and your employer wanting you to still be at work, right? And most people don't really have to worry about the threat of getting fired necessarily, but like that's a real thing. And when the economy tanks and their, you know, employers' hands are tied and they have to let people go, then unfortunately people get cut. And if they were dependent on their employers, then now they're they're out of luck and it's it is really really unfortunate and it leads to a lot a lot of heartache both for you know both for parents in the situation for their children for everybody involved so the alternatives are either you're dependent on your employer or if you're you know closer to retirement age or something you're you're dependent on what social security on on government assistance that's who you want to be dependent on like no thank you. I would you know, maybe I would rather not have to depend on them changing the rules whenever they need to change the rules, whenever someone else gets elected into office. That's you know, that's not the goal. The goal is to be as as independent as possible with this. I remember did you ever feel this way in high school when you're like, okay, I'm you know getting ready to leave the house and I I wanna be on my own, I wanna go be independent of my parents. Have you ever thought about that or back when you were leaving high school?
1: Oh, oh yeah. I think I think it makes my mom it frustrated my mom a lot when i was younger especially in like my senior year and then getting ready ready to leave for the first time i was always very i want to be my own person right i want to have ownership i want to be able to choose how late i'm going to stay out i want to be able to choose the kind of like my friends who i'm hanging out with what we do where i spend my money how if i can get a job or not i wanted to be able to be in charge of my own life because that's incredibly satisfying there's something meaningful about doing something with like the life that you're given and doing something meaningful with it, making an impact and growing it and getting, it's like, you know, getting lemons out of that lemon juice out of that lemon, making lemonade out of the lemons that you're given. There's something satisfying in that and knowing that you were able to do something difficult, do something, achieve something. So for sure, I've, I felt like that a lot um, from a pretty young age, actually.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that, that's awesome. That's, you know, I, I'm a government employee, so I am entirely dependent on the government for my salary, for, you know, everything that we have that we've used our money to purchase. Like that all came from my employer. Right. And I would like to get to a place someday where I don't have to be dependent on my employer. I would love to also work for great employers or become an employer that has created an environment that is so great for all of the employees that everyone's winning, right? Both employees and employers, yeah. um, and that's a way to you know do a lot of good in this world. But this uh, this idea of financial independence, when you look at it, you know, kind of from that lens, it's kind of like obvious right it, it's not this crazy far out so-and so there's they're trying to save 50% of their income to like they why why would you try and save 50% of your income well like the other answer is like why why spend all of your income right then you have nothing for tomorrow you have nothing for the rate you have nothing when gas prices go up you're kind of screwed over because you've been spending all of your money and now there's no room for for error or for inflation or for, or for whatever um, so Yeah, those are just kind of some of my thoughts on on the subject, yeah.
1: I love it, and I think over these next couple episodes, we're hoping to really focus in on some of the avenues and focuses of getting there. The first one, um, and I think the most important one, is investing in yourself and your own human capital. And essentially what that is, is increasing your capability to do whatever it is you choose to do. Generally that's through knowledge, skills, um, like strength, fitness, like diet, whatever it is, there's a lot of different ways to improve on yourself, but that is gonna be the most applicable tool that you're gonna be using on a regular basis, a day-to-day, an hour-to-hour basis that's gonna allow you to do and access this really incredible future that financial independence gives you. So what you wanna, jump into some of those things. What are some of the things that you focus on personally that you think are really important to you um, and why is this human capital so important, Jerry?
0: Yeah, the other day I was <laughs> I was going to cut some tomatoes with a knife and I went to cut and it was it was so smooth. I was like, "Who put this knife here? This is not our knife. This is not the knife that we've been using here in the kitchen for you know the last two years that we've been married and I turned to my wife and I was like did you sharpen this knife she was like yeah there's you know we have a sharpener like I just sharpened it and I was like whoa I could have been sharpening my knife the whole time like I had it just like never occurred to me that you would have so much better of a life sharpening your knives right something so so simple like that but without that thought to sharpen the knife We would be cutting with like rectangular pieces of metal that don't cut anything. You're just like squishing the tomato at that point and it's turning into juice, like it's it's not working. But it's something so simple as becoming the sharpest tool, the most versatile tool that you can become, it changes absolutely everything. And so when I, yeah, do you want something you wanna say?
1: Yeah, so one thing, the company that I'm working for right now, I'm doing summer sales for Aptiv. And one of their one of their logos, one of their not logos, but uh, Mottos. Slogans, yeah. that's what it is. Mottos is sharpen the axe. And it's this idea of, okay, when you first come out and you're doing your first summer and you're trying to do the sales pitch, if you stay that same sharpness and ability to like take out like to take objections, to like work with people, to negotiate, to be confident, to smile, to be a positive. If you stay at square one, you're you're not going anywhere. I'm telling you, you're not making a dollar, right? But the idea is as you continue to hone those skills on your own, then pretty quickly you're going to start making more and more sales. And that's going to be exponential, right? And so the most important thing that you can invest in for yourself for for like your success is yourself and that ability to sharpen the axe and become a better salesperson.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So if you think about like, okay, let's let's talk a little bit about money, right? So let's say you have like a ten percent off coupon, right? You use that, at, you know, everywhere you go. Okay, you're saving some money, right? Well, but also you could have invested some time in making yourself a better employee and then getting like a raise let's say for ten thousand dollars at work right and that is significantly better than having a 10% off coupon somewhere that you go shopping right and so this this idea of what things are gonna move the needle like yes coupons are gonna save you some money but investing in yourself to be able to earn a higher salary or become more useful at your employers at your employees at your office or, or your work, so that when there are layoffs, you're not one of the ones that gets laid off. Like, that is going to, the, those returns are outsized. Like, they, it is so much better for your entire financial plan for your life to be that kind of person than to be like, you know, just saving a couple pennies here and there. So, like, first and foremost, we need to be investing in ourselves and this, in this, like, you know, this human capital that you, that you were talking about. And so, for me personally, something that I've been trying to do is just, spend as much time as I can listening to podcasts, reading books, and just trying to make myself a better communicator to better understand all of the different financial tools that are available in the world, how to use credit cards in a, in a very safe and responsible way such that we can earn a bunch of credit card points and take a lot of travel trips that are going to save us tons and tons of money or give us really cool luxury opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise. And we'll get to do those for basically free. I mean, just spending a lot of time on making myself the best, uh, not just the best husband, right. And, or just the best father, but like also the best, uh, you know, officer in, in the Air Force or the best uh, future employee, right? I, I have I have a job here in the Air Force and like I have things that I need to do there. But when I leave the Air Force, I also want to be like as set up, as prepared as humanly possible so that I have as many opportunities available to me that day that I leave, right? We're, we're trying to work on ourselves now to sharpen the ax like you were saying now so that when opportunities come up, well, one, so that there are more opportunities that come up in the future. And then when they come up, that we're in a place that we can jump on them, right? Like, we, you're talking about summer sales, right? So I was doing summer sales last year. And this guy, my mentor, just, I mean, dude's like 35. He used to be a barber and a great barber at that. But he shows up within like three months, he's already made over $100,000. And he's like, a phenomenal guy, right? This isn't, I know a lot of people have a lot of mixed feelings about summer sales dudes. Um, we live in San Diego right now and electric prices are just through the roof which is why there's so many solar companies out here because basically any way you go solar you're going to save money. So this dude's he's genuinely helping tons and tons of people but it just blew my mind that he was having so much success so quickly. And the thing is he seemed like an overnight success. If you listen to, you know, any of the people out in the the self-help space, people like Ed Milette, Patrick Pet David, um, or Joe Rogan, you, you you these guys talk about it all the time it'll take years of preparation for you to look like an overnight success and so this guy you know who used to be a barber my mentor love this dude to death he's been like working on himself learning reading books listening to podcasts since like 2015 just cutting hair as a barber right a lot of people might look at that and be like who works as a barber that's like a you know that's a low job it it's not very skilled whatever like If you, if you've ever cut anyone's hair, you know, that barbers have some skills, right? (laughs) But like this dude, he's been working on himself, setting himself up for some opportunity that might come in the future. And he firmly believed that when the opportunity sat in his chair, you know, in his barber chair, that he would jump on it as soon as possible. And it just so happened that one of his clients, um, that he regularly saw for years was like, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm working in solar, blah, blah, blah sets my mentor up with a solar system for his house. And he's like, Hey, this you know, selling solar, this thing seems like a no brainer. It seems pretty easy. I could probably do this. He jumps on it. And within three months, he's making more money than he made as a barber in like two full years of being a barber. And he has gone off to be super successful. He's now like the district manager for the for the branch and everything. Like, I'm I love this dude to death. And he is, he has been so so successful. Because he finally like hit his stride after years, you know, at the time, it was what, five or six years of him just learning, feeding his mind with good content, with with the kind of information that makes you want to change who you are for the better so that it benefits everybody around you. Like that's the kind of guy he has been. And now it seems like an overnight success to everybody, right? But it's not an overnight success. It was tons and tons of work that he's been putting in little by little, starting to listen to podcasts on the way home from work, starting to read books before he goes to bed at night. Nothing crazy. Not like 10 hours a day of listening to like yoga videos and, and and learning how to breathe. Like, no, just like simple, simple things that over time accumulate to be just huge outsized returns.
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's the whole idea of like 1% um, returns, the aggregation of small gains. Um, It's kind of fun. Uh, Everyone listening should try this out when they do it, Uh, when when I'm talking about this, is go into like an Excel spreadsheet and start with just one. And then copy and paste, like there's a little formula where you can basically just increase it on the column to the right, increase it by 1%. And then underneath that one, just have equals that 1% growth. And you copy and paste that all the way down so you can see what it looks like if you were to get 1% better every day over a period of time. Now, if you do it for one year, you end up with something like 35 bucks at the end of the year. If you start with $1, you get 1% better every day, you end with like 35. One year later, you're like like 1,000 something I I think this is just off the top of my head. It's like maybe a thousand, maybe 10,000, somewhere around there. Then year three, I think you're somewhere around uh, like 40, 50, something like that. Nothing crazy though. Now, if you jump just two years later, you're at 433 million, right? And it's crazy because by the end, every day you're making like, 30, 33 million more every single day, or like thir- 3 million more every single day, which is insane. But all of the growth comes at the very end. So if you put that onto a graph, for the first four and a half years, the line looks basically completely flat. Uh, like in, Like you can't even really see any growth on the line. But in the last half year, it's just like a big swoop, and it just goes straight upwards, right? And so it's this idea of, okay, yeah, you start working on something small, doing something small every single day, and you do that for a long, consistent period of time. At first, you might not notice anything crazy. But if you if you stick at it, then eventually you're gonna see some pretty incredible growth and some pretty incredible opportunities that you'll be prepared to take. And so it's this idea of as you're sharpening the saw, as you're getting ready for that, then when that opportunity comes, then you'll be ready to take it and things will take off for you. Yeah.
0: So something we, we wanted to talk a little bit about was like, Okay, so let's say I've decided, you know, maybe I should start learning some things. Maybe I should start learning how to, you know, how to put my finances in order. Maybe I should learn about what financial independence is and how to pursue that, right? So once you've decided that maybe you should start learning a little bit, one of the biggest questions is where Where do I look? You know, who do I listen to? Because there are a lot of people making a lot of money selling you books on what to do with your money. Or a lot of financial advisors out there that are saying, hey, money's really complicated. Come pay us and we'll take care of your money for you and we'll, you know, skim a nice chunk off the top in in a lot of cases, right? So there there are a lot of people that want access to your money. So something something that you might want to consider is learning how to curate the content that you're receiving right and so one of the biggest things that you can do is look for people whose results you want okay so if you see someone making a bazillion dollars that drive you know ferraris and mclarens and whatnot and you you're like that's the life i want i really value mclarens and ferraris that's the kind of person i want to be like okay cool that's what you want awesome we're not going to judge you on that the next step you need to do is start listening to that guy see what he has to say start spending time with that dude now you know most likely you're not going to walk up to that dude and like start talking to him but i mean if you want to take him out to lunch by all means like go talk to that dude all for it but if you don't have that kind of courage or 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 whatever then like maybe you should start looking for podcasts or books audiobooks ebooks youtube videos right listening to that person try to explain how they got there and what tools they used to get there then you start listening to a little bit of that and then what's 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 really important is that you do like a gut check okay this gut check to help you curate the kind of information you're receiving because there are a lot of people out there that are driving ferraris and mclarens who do not have wealth right they are you know a lot of people not even with just those kinds of cars right with, with way cheaper cars, lots of people spend all their money to look like they have a lot of money but you either have a lot of money or you have things that cost a lot of money right like there you you can't have those things both necessarily right so if you have a million dollars and you spend a million dollars on a car you have zero dollars and a million dollar car right you do not have any money and that's like super important for people to realize so Like you need to think about, you know, the kind of person you want to be like. So let's say you start talking to Mr. McLaren, you know, and you're like, dude, how did you do this? And he's like selling a course and you decide to buy the course and you're listening to him and he's like, yeah, so what you need to do is start robbing banks, you need to start like stealing stuff from stores and then selling it online and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. this is not, this is not who I want to be. Like, I thought this dude was different, right? Your gut tells you pretty quickly. That's not the kind of character you want to have. So then just abandon ship stop listening to that dude and start finding someone who you do want to look like who you do want whose results you do want to emulate and to imitate and soon enough you'll start listening to someone I guarantee you if you listen to someone let's say on a podcast interviews you listen to someone for an hour maybe two hours if you listen to someone that long you will know pretty quickly the kind of character that that they have and the kind of person that they probably are, right? You know, some people, maybe you need to spend a little bit more time listening to them to, to kind of break down, you know, past some of those barriers, but it's pretty quick. And you'll soon realize, listen to someone talk and talk and teach and teach. You'll listen to them. You'll be like, no, this is not who I want to be. Or you'll realize this is exactly the kind of life that I want to have, right? And so once you've kind of, once someone has passed your kind of gut check, then keep Listening, keep learning, start doing the things that they're saying to do. Right. We, so we were talking a little bit about summer sales before, um, before we hopped on this call. Right. And you were talking about, uh, or we were talking about this concept of doing a gut check. And I was saying that there was this guy in our office when I first started selling solar, and he was, he seemed like the stuff, he seemed like the pro. And uh, I, start, I look up his, you know, he tells me how to find his Instagram story or his Instagram. I look him up and he's like, you know, some something, something millionaire, blah, blah, blah. And I look at his post. There's like eight pictures of him with really nice cars and like him and a ton of money and like sunglasses at nighttime kind of thing. And I was like, dude, this guy's kind of giving me like weird vibes, you know, like, I don't know if I should be listening to this dude. And he's like trying to give me advice at work. You know, here's how you sell a lot and blah, 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 blah. And uh, a few weeks later, this dude, as well as a couple other guys that, we um, that also were kind of giving me like weird vibes at work. Uh, they all got fired because they had all been doing some Ill, some fraudulent paperwork, signing people up for you know for solar systems that uh, they did not sign up for, and they ended up you know owing tons and tons of money to the company we worked for. They got fired. They tried to uh, separate and start their own company, and there it was this huge, huge mess. And all of those dudes that were giving me weird vibes, all of them got fired. And that was like a huge eye opener to me to think like, ah, oh, dude, I was like taking advice from these guys when I knew that something here was not quite right. And like, that should have been a red flag. I should have trusted my gut when there were all these other guys offering great advice, but who had like, character who were had integrity like these dudes that i really came to trust like those are the kinds of people i wanted to be like so then i started listening and starting to take advice from them have you ever had an experience like that where you're like "Mm, maybe this isn't the kind of person i want to be like or, or anything like that
1: oh that's a great question um i think i have plenty of examples of people i do want to be like uh i'm trying to think of someone that like tricked me at first and I was like, oh, actually, I don't want to be like them. Um, There's not really anyone that comes to mind, um, but I definitely have a lot of people that I look up to and that I try to emulate. Um, I think uh, we've mentioned before the mission. um, While serving on my mission, you serve with a companion and there were several of my companions um, who really were that eye-opening experience for me and into like who I could actually become like who what was possible in life you know and that was pretty dang cool and it was pretty dang transformative uh, into what i was pursuing my trajectory in life and kind of some of the things that i were that i was trying to pursue so um, one in particular was the first companion that i had uh, his name was elder eldridge he was like a navy seal he was trying to go into special forces and The man the best way to describe him was just hard he was so mentally tough and could just like do anything he put his mind to specifically anything physical uh, but he was also incredibly smart and and quick-witted as well Um, and it was crazy working out with him and just being around him and having conversations with him about his goals in life where he was trying to be and how he was always trying to be excellent in life And that that was just something he always strove for and really was able to attain. That opened my eyes to, oh wow, like if I want to be that, if I'm willing to put the work in and do the small things every day, I can be that. That was like eye opening to me because I would always just kind of floated through and just kind of taken what was given me. I was never a bad kid. I was kind of, you know, average. but. When that kind of, when I saw that mentality and where that was getting him and what the kind of results he was getting because of that mentality, it was pretty eye-opening. Um, then I had several other companions. Uh, one was named Christian Taylor, um, Isaac Melanson, Logan Allen, a bunch of others that like, I wish I could talk more about, but each had something particular they taught me about living life and the way to get to where I wanted to be. For example, Christian taught me a lot about goals and achieving those goals, self-motivating, pushing yourself to get where you want to be. And that was incredibly powerful with what I had learned from Elder Eldridge and like wanting to push myself to the limit. And then all of a sudden now I had, okay, now this is how I set goals, this is how I do plans. I latched onto that and really tried to emulate that and follow what he was doing there. And then I had several companions as well as meeting you. I met you during that time as well. And that kind of, I latched onto that and tried to emulate your financial goals and what you were thinking there. And so I think I've definitely seen, my life has really become like a conglomerate of all these awesome people that I've met in life and trying to glean information, become like them and to push myself to be able to achieve some of the things that the cool people around me are achieving as well. So this is actually a huge part of who I am, I'd say today, and so I I love that real quick um, for some of the people who are going to be listening what are some of the places that you started to go specifically when you were thinking about financial independence when you were starting to get into it who are some of those like role models or people that you try to emulate and and why
0: that's a great question my <clears throat> my older brother sent me a, an episode of a podcast and at the time I had listened to, or I had read a couple books that started the spark of you know maybe i should start learning how to you know how to figure my life out and and get my life together um not even specifically finances but just you know how am i gonna how do i value the things that i have in my life how do i value life itself you know those are kind of questions that were stirring in my mind when my brother forwarded me I, or he sent me an episode of the podcast called choose fi for choose financial independence he sent me one of their earliest episodes It was i think it was episode 38 30 something and it was an interview with dominic cortuccio and dominic cortuccio he runs um he he runs the great the great man within podcast and he does several like masterminds and community groups specifically helping men um helping men like step into their best selves and and to level up their game and this episode was titled design your future and he talked a lot about drift state and how we can intentionally design the life that we want to live. And it was interesting because right this is a this is supposed to be a personal finance podcast but they're talking this entire episode about s- designing a life that you want you want to live. And he talked about drift state as being that kind of like what you mentioned, just floating through life, you know, from one day to the next day to the next day. And time is passing, but things aren't really changing for you. And he's he talked a lot about ways that you can recognize how to be in the drift state or how you if you are in the drift state and then ways to escape it if you are. And I have no idea what it was about that episode, but it just like it just lit me up. And my brother had just mentioned he's like, hey, you know, I think you might enjoy this episode. Also, the podcast itself is pretty good. I've listened to a few of their episodes. And after listening to that episode, I started over and listen to every episode that Chooseify published. And at the time, this was what, 2019? So they only had like 200 episodes at the time. Um, but I started listening like from the beginning and listened to every episode. Now they've got like 500 episodes out and whatnot. And their their stuff is fantastic. I absolutely love that podcast. But that was a podcast that changed my life because they started to introduce these concepts of of index fund investing and um, how, to, how to set, uh, how to set aside a good amount of money, right? They talked about investing 50% of your income or saving 50% of your income and investing it so that you can uh, you can grow your money in like a very safe way with index funds and just trying to track the market and, and all of these other things, things I had never been taught, things that no one had ever explained to me before. And it just, it just opened my eyes. And I just thought, I want to take care of myself. I want to be in a place where I can take care of myself. I want to learn how to manage my money. I want to learn how to, how to, be independent of employers of my parents, independent of anybody. Like I, I want to be able to take care of myself, so that someday people can depend on me as well. So that I can not just take care of myself, but take care of the people around me that need help. And that was that's what I really, really wanted. And so I immediately I started binging ChooseFI and then the the financial independence community just to. The history of financial independence, I guess, for just for everyone listening. So, back in it was around the time, like 2010 or so, 2010 to 2012, that there were a few people who started, you know, personal finance and five blogs. Because they were like, you know, I've saved all this money, I invested in index funds, now I don't need to work because I can withdraw money from my index funds and that money grows faster than I'm drawing down on it so I don't have to work anymore and I'm like 35 or 38 or 40. So people like Mr. Money Mustache, he started blogging, his blog inspired hundreds of other personal finance by if not thousands i mean this man has changed so many people's lives and he airs you know very much on not airs, but he he focuses very much on minimalism and frugality and just not spending money on things that don't matter to you and then people like early retirement extreme and the mad scientist a guy named brandon and i mean these guys just started producing just like keeping track of their lives i guess and what they're doing with their money but in blogs and so over the last yeah within the last decade tons and tons of people have started to to come upon the financial independence and the personal finance community and lots of people are starting to just make plans for their finances for the rest of their lives so uh, i won't i won't list off a bunch but i do have several different like books and podcasts and blogs and things that i that really made a big difference for me and i know having listened to thousands of interviews of people on on different personal finance shows i know that these Um, podcasts and books and whatnot, have made a huge difference for a lot, a lot of people. So um, the best kind of, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, go ahead and finish. I'll tack on at the end. Go ahead. Okay.
0: So the best introductory book to, or not even just introductory book, but the best book to read about um, achieving financial independence and and taking care of yourself and taking care of your money is a book by JL Collins called The Simple Path to Wealth. And Everybody who is a content creator of some sort, podcaster, blogger, YouTuber, uh, whatever, in, in the personal finance or financial independence space specifically, they've all read his book and he is the one that spurred so many people on taking care of their finances. He wrote the book for his daughter. It was actually a series of letters he wrote for his daughter because his daughter was like, dad, stop talking to me about money. Like I know it's important, but I don't wanna have to worry about it. I just want it to take care of itself, you know? And he said, okay, then let me just make it super duper clear first you know save this much money and put it in this index fund and do that every month set it up on autopilot so it takes care of itself and then you know do a couple other things here and there and then that's it you don't have to worry about it and so he talks about you know just that that being index funds specifically being the simplest path to accumulating wealth over the course of your life the best introductory podcast or in my opinion the best financial independence podcast in general is choose fi they have been so influential in this space so specifically, it's it's Brad Barrett and Jonathan Mendonza. These two dudes in their thirties, maybe early forties, who Brad at the time was almost financially independent when they decided to start the podcast, and Jonathan was paying off the rest of his like one hundred sixty eight thousand dollars of student loan debt. He was paying that off aggressively as a as a pharmacist, and then he ended up over the course of time he ended up leaving his job as a um, as a pharmacist so that he could pursue this this company that they had created this podcast and this blog and whatnot full time. And so they are, they are phenomenal, just like two dads who have figured things out with money and they interview so many great guests. If you're like, man, I want, you know, we're going to provide a list for everybody here of just some of the best blogs and podcasts for you to go and listen to or or to read and whatnot. Um, But if you want more, I would just look through all the people that they've interviewed because they've interviewed everybody that's anybody and they are, they are phenomenal. We'll talk a little bit more. I know we've talked about entrepreneurship and real estate. If you're looking at real estate, like the best real estate podcast out there, in my opinion, is Bigger Pockets. It's a huge platform, huge, um, like real estate education company. They have multiple different podcasts, like Bigger Pockets Podcast, Bigger Pockets Rookie, Bigger Pockets Money. Uh, The best entrepreneur podcast, in my opinion, is the Rebel Entrepreneur by Alan Donegan. He spends a lot of time talking about how to start businesses without debt. He actually started a whole company with his buddy, Simon Payne, and they used to be called Papa Business School, and now it's just called Rebel Business School. And they go around and they provide free education for companies, like they'll have companies or or organizations and have all of their uh, employees come to one of these conferences, and they just do it for free for those guys. And they teach people how to start businesses without having to. To take on debt. Um, you asked me before we started recording just what podcast am I currently listening to. And and so I, I know I'm. Uh, people are probably tired of listening to me just go on and on and on. But <clears throat> these are some fantastic resources. So I uh, highly recommend people start exploring some of them. So Afford Anything by Paula Pant. Phenomenal podcast. She is she's a great podcast host she talks to all of the people in, in personal finance as well and she's she's you know financial independence specific but also she's a heavy real estate investor and so a lot of the questions and people that she talks to are, are related to real estate if you're interested in like travel hacking credit card um, points and whatnot first and foremost you should not get into the credit card game pretty much at all if you cannot like spend less than you earn. Like that is, you know, that's kind of like the start of you. If you're going to use credit cards, you better pay them off in full every month without fail. And if you can do that, then you should check out travel hacking and credit card points, because there's some really cool opportunities to save a ton of money, to take lots of really cool trips, to stay at hotels, to get flights all over the place. Um, My wife and I haven't paid for flights in a couple years, just using credit card points for things. So my favorite credit card and travel hacks, um, podcast is all it's called all the hacks um, so he I guess okay there's two all the hacks he talks about just upgrading your life with life hacks in general but he spends a lot of time talking about credit card um, points and travel rewards if you are like a huge credit card nerd and whatnot I would definitely recommend the frequent miler on the air podcast frequent miler is a blog they talk all about traveling and, and credit card hacks and whatnot but they have a really awesome finance or a really awesome credit card podcast, but it's like very, very in the weeds. So if you don't want to like even touch that, don't. Uh, Radical Personal Finance, Joshua Sheets, super awesome guy. He has kind of a lot of like contra- contrarian perspectives in the financial independence space. So a lot of things that he says, he disagrees with a lot of what other people say, but he provides some phenomenal insight and he helps me question my assumptions all the time. So if you're like, dudes, you guys just are you drink you're drinking the kool-aid and like there is you know i I'm, i don't buy into it i would recommend you go listen to radical personal finance because he will clear up what is and isn't the kool-aid and he like he is a phenomenal phenomenal podcaster it's just him and he just talks he does some q a's that are super awesome but he's a former financial planner and just a phenomenal phenomenal podcast host um if you are into budgeting even if you don't like currently use like a budget software or you don't wanna pay for a budget software, I would recommend listening to YNAB, that's Y-N-A-B, it stands for you need a budget. Uh, Jesse Meekham started that company, it's a budgeting software company he started it years ago i actually don't even use the YNAB software i tried it for a couple months and i didn't like it uh, i ended up preferring to use a different bu- budgeting software but the way that he talks about budgeting and what that really means he he flips a lot of myths about budgeting and, and stuff he flips it all on its head and he says no 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 like Budgeting is just a way for you to put your money to your values and that's it. And we can help you with that. So I highly recommend that podcast if you, if you want to learn more about budgeting and how to track your expenses and whatnot. And then Jesse Meekham also started a business YNAB podcast uh, with Mark Butler. It's called beginning balance. They talk about just kind of the ins and out of owning a business in general. And if you're a business owner or you're just involved in business in general and you want to kind of hear some perspectives from people in that own businesses i would highly recommend listening to them they're phenomenal um so the ones i'm listening to right now a lot of mile high five podcast that's uh, carl jensen and um doug cunnington i think they yeah they're just two dudes they both reached financial independence a little while back they're in their mid to late 40s i think just two dudes just talking about financial independence like they talk about people who, have, who are close to financial independence who, or who are on the other side of it and talking about the struggles that they had when they retired so early. And they're like, 45 and I retired and I have no friends now because all my friends are at nine to five jobs and so I can't hang out with them, you know, because I'm at home and they're all at work. What do I do? Uh, super awesome guys, love listening to them and then there's oh man there's so many more i could keep going but just some some a couple more highlights of non-finance related podcasts that are just that have changed my life forever one of them is the jordan b peterson podcast um, if you don't listen to jordan b peterson i would recommend looking at any of his lectures he's put on youtube or his podcast he is a phenomenal lecturer he's a former clinical psychologist uh, from canada he used to teach at the university of toronto and he just explains so many things from a uh, psychological perspective on, on life in general, I would recommend listening to the Ed Milet Show. He interviews all of the most famous people in the world and he just he just digs deep into what makes people tick and how to live a more meaningful and impactful life to the people around you. Um, I know a lot of people have heard of the Tim Ferriss Show or Tom Billu's Impact Theory. Those are phenomenal podcasts. Um, Patrick Bett David over at Valuetainment. He's got some phenomenal stuff as well. Um, and then the Art of Manliness podcast. I love listening to that one. He's It's a guy who just interviews authors about the books that they've written um it's not you know a lot of people think like oh art of manliness is a bunch of big buff dudes in the gym you know whatever shooting up steroids like no it's a dude (laughs) who interviews authors about books that are you know phenomenal the most recent episode i listened to was about um, a guy who wrote a book for teaching your children how to sleep how to have a healthy relationship with sleep you know so anyway i i'm done ranting that or not even ranting but just going on and on and on so i'm done but those are some of the resources,
1: man. yeah, so this is this is basically all taken from an email that Jared sent me when I first started asking the questions about financial independence. Um, and a lot of the stuff on there was incredibly helpful. We'll make sure to put it on the blog uh, and on the website. So be looking for that. Um, real quick, for people who are just getting into it, like me, um, a perspective, some of the things that I've enjoyed listening to, choose FI if you start at the very beginning with episode one it's kind of cool because you get to go on this journey with them, right? So uh, which one's the one that's already basically financially independent by the time they retire?
0: That's Brad Barrett.
1: So Brad is already almost there. And then what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Mendonca. Jonathan is just getting started, right? And so it's cool because you get to see Jonathan go through all that and get really like start to pursue financial independence and they really kind of apply a lot of the things they talk about. And those first 10, 15, 20, 50 episodes are so incredibly applicable. And each one is so incredibly actionable that you can really start to make some real changes and differences in your life. So that's really cool. Highly recommend that. I've also started checking out Mr. Money Mustache's blog. He has like a self curated list of best blog posts. Go check those out. There are some also. There's just some really good gems on there if you're trying to get started. Um, I also really enjoy the Mile High Fod, Mile High Five podcast. They're pretty dang funny, and so it's 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 not just like educational, but it's entertainment as well. So I enjoy that one. Um, I don't listen to quite as many as you, Jared. I'm just getting into this, but those are some really good starting grounds, um, I think. Um, now. I guess closing thoughts, uh, I, this has been really cool. Like I said, the best thing you can possibly do is invest in yourself. And get to a place where when opportunity comes, you're ready to seize that. So whatever you're interested in, whatever aspect of phi or not even phi that you want to pursue, or that piques your interest, or that you're passionate about, just learn as much as you possibly can about that thing. And listen to podcasts, read books, whatever it is you want to do, just get to know as much as you can so that when opportunity strikes and when you start to see these opportunities in places you wouldn't have ever known if you hadn't been learning, you'll be able to take them and see that success, see that, that meaning in your own life. Uh, any thoughts for you, Jared?
0: Yeah, I, uh, I also agree. There are very few podcasts that are worth listening to from the beginning. Um, especially if they've been producing episodes for multiple, multiple years. Chooseify is the only podcast that I would highly recommend listening to from the beginning. Like they they cover so much good stuff in their 500 episodes. I know that seems like a whole lot, but i I found myself like craving, listening, and learning more. And something that's so funny, they talk about, for example, um, they talk about VtSAx and we'll talk a little bit about that when we start talking about index funds and the stock market and whatnot but it's uh it's a it's an index fund vtSAx and they mention it and I think I think it's like six episodes in before they actually tell the listeners what that is and it's funny because I'm like I start this podcast over and I'm like I got no clue what's going on I'm just like listening to these dudes talking they're just like reading off letters and ticker symbols and I'm like i what is going on here but there's something about this that i'm gonna learn and i'm gonna try and figure it out and i allowed myself that space to be the fool to be the ignorant guy the learner who just doesn't know but wants to learn and i promise you it is not about how much you know it is about how like how much you are willing to learn that will make all of the difference if you can there are a lot of people out there who say who think like i'm a slow learner Like, it takes me a long time to learn things. Like, I just, I need it broken down. Yeah, some people learn faster than others. That is true. But we all need to learn to adopt the mindset that I'm the kind of person that can learn anything. If you can adopt that kind of a mindset, the rest of your life will take care of itself, without a doubt. If you can start to believe that you are capable of learning anything with enough time, with enough resources, then you will figure everything out and you will live a phenomenal and amazing life as with all of the twists and turns that are going to come your way. I know that was, that was like an identity statement that I needed to develop. And it took me a couple years before I firmly believed like I could learn anything. And now like whenever something new is coming up, I'm like, dude, let's figure it out. Okay. Like I'm going to step into this room as like the dumbest guy in the room. And if you, if you're okay with being the dumbest dude in the room, then like, it just this weight is lifted off of your shoulders because you are now okay with asking the dumb questions. You're okay being the fool who says, Hey, hold on. I don't know what VTSAX is and I've been listening for like six hours now. Could somebody please explain it? And when they do, you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. Now I know now I'm less ignorant than I was before. Now I'm that much closer to being where I want to be. But I promise you, if you're like, no, this is the life that I've been given and I can't make any changes about that. Then like, Turn off the show, dude, like, like, go home. Like this, you, you cannot create the life that you really want to live. If you don't believe that you can create it. I know it's, it's kind of a tautology there. Like it, you know, it, the definitions in the, the explanations and the definition, whatever, like whatever that, the, the word is supposed to be. I just really, really hope. And with this podcast, it's like, what is just so deep in my soul that I want to share with people is I want to help people realize that they are capable of making changes in their lives and that they are capable of making and creating the life that they really want to live. And it's gonna require time, it's gonna require some learning and some effort and a whole bunch of mistakes along the way, but you can get there. And that is what we're trying to help people do is start putting out resources and start helping people think through this and help them overcome their their insecurities and their failures and, and all these things and to pursue the life that is, most meaningful and valuable to them and just align your money with those values. And so that's that's what we're hoping to do. And so um Russell, I really appreciate getting to sit here and talk with you again. I I have got to bounce right now. So um we'll wrap this up. But thank you everyone for listening. This has been this has been awesome. I know I'll I'll, tr- I'll do a better job of not talking so much, but uh <laughs> it, it this has been awesome. No, so dude, thank you.
1: That was that was inspirational. So I hope you guys all heard that and I hope uh, you're going home and you're doing it, you know, and just doing it. So thanks everyone for coming and we'll see you guys next time. Yeah.
0: Take care. Thanks for coming to the five school today. We hope you learned something new and better yet took action. Don't forget to share this episode with somebody who needs it and be sure to leave a five-star review. If you want to get in touch with us, shoot us an email at mailbag at the And until next time, enjoy this super sweet saxophone outro. Class dismissed.